we'll start off. Please do. Hello and welcome to episode 24.5 of the Never Heard of It podcast. This is our mini episode of the week. I'm Craig Moorhead. And I'm Sean Harwell. And yes, we're here to talk once again about some stuff that you have heard of or are likely to hear of very, very soon. Very true. Very true. Uh, as always, you can find us on the lines, uh, neverheardpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at neverpodcast.com. Nope. You can find us on Twitter uh, at, at neverpodcast. And uh, you can find us uh, all around the places, the places that you go, places online that you go. Or Thanks. offline. Or offline. Yeah. We might be there. You never know. IRL, as they say, on social medias. So today we're going to talk about a couple quick things. And then, uh, and then we'll leave you alone. How about that? First okay. up. Yeah, first step. Uh, well, Sean, how are you doing this week? Not too bad, Craig. Not too bad. Thank you. You're you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Now, Sean, I want to ask you about. You're a screenwriter, right? Uh, yeah, every now and then. Are you a computer? Boy, uh, no, definitely not. Okay, well, you might want to watch your back because recently, a short film was made. A short film by the name of Sun Spring. It was written entirely by a computer uh, utilizing, I believe, the neural network that we've heard so much about lately. Uh, you can find this uh, short film uh, online if you go to YouTube and type in Sunspring. I'm pretty sure it'll pop right up for you. Now, Sean and I just watched this short. And, Sean, I want your honest opinion. Are you worried for your job? Not yet. Mm -hmm. But... Um... Yeah, it was it was a really interesting concept that they did. Um, I think they fed this computer what looked to be dozens of sci-fi scripts, mm -hmm. and we're asking the question if a computer could write a screenplay that would win a competition, basically. Yeah. And while the result is really, really funny, and a lot of that, I think, has to do with, A, the fact that the dialogue tends to make no sense, but sounds very much like movie dialogue, yeah. <laughs> just kind of extracted at random and, and placed together. Uh, but also, you know, it stars Thomas Middleditch, um, who I think a lot of people probably know from Silicon Valley, and he's great as always. And Humphrey Kerr and Elizabeth Gray, whom I don't know, but are also very good in this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, it's it's fun to watch and kind of cool how the, how they made it. There's some nice little visual gags as well but yeah it makes no sense whatsoever <laughs> and that's does. that's part of the joy of it yeah and yeah i think you know at least for maybe another couple of months my job is safe but uh <laughs> yeah it's an interesting question to ask i think you know and it's an experiment that i think they could look at as successful in a lot a lot of ways i do too i mean uh, i actually didn't know the actor because i haven't seen the show yet um, so I didn't, I didn't, I kind of went in not really knowing anyone and, and, mm -hmm. you know, certainly a, a big part of it is how they present that. I'm sure reading that on the page is just a mess. I'm not even sure how yeah. you would envision it. So a lot of that has to do with, you know, the, the performances and everything. Uh, but what I, what I found most interesting about it is again, this, this thing was fed the matrix movies, 
um, Existence, Solaris, uh, War of the Worlds. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just just every big budget and and middle budget and and some low budget sci-fi scripts. And somehow the movie comes out having almost nothing to do with anything sci-fi at all. I mean, at one point he has a laser gun, and another <laughs> point he's like, uh, you know, has his back towards some stars. It's it's very uh, not even absurd. Just uh, just. Um, Oh man, this is nonsensical. I I'm think, so you know, tired. It's... I can't even think of the word. Yeah, I mean yeah. exactly. So I mean, it's very, it's very abstract. But but really, after watching it, the feeling I have mostly is like that I watched a drama. Yeah, I mean it felt more just like people having an argument. Clearly, there was some sort of the, the computer certainly brought out some sort of uh, relationship thing at the end. And what's interesting about it is not that you can necessarily trust a computer. Uh, the the computer's word, I guess, but it's it's just interesting that that this computer looked at all these scripts and said, the strongest part of these are the characters and sort of the relationships, and it has nothing to do with anything blowing up, <laughs> or races to stop anything. It's like this is kind of what it came up with. Um, right. No, I, I you know I think that that's pretty telling in a lot of ways too about you know the kind of movies that are successful in that genre just. A, how much has to do with the director and the vision mm-hmm. that they place upon this? Because, yeah, reading, just reading it on the paper sometimes <clears throat> excuse me, is, is not going to translate because you don't know what the hell Tatooine looks like just by reading it. You know, you need somebody that can show you. Yeah. And all the people involved and all the, the crew and the production value of those movies has so much to do with the success of them. But at the end of the day... Yeah, what needs to I think kind of come across on the page is that character stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and if if that's not there, you're dead in the water. And like, I think yeah, it was kind of fun to look at this. I definitely thought about you know at least the Soderbergh version of Solaris and um, you know some of those conversations uh, between the two leads in that, and mm-hmm. even something like Gravity. You know, um, I don't know if that was on that list or not, but um, yeah, it does seem like when you think about it. That is the stuff that kind of cuts through, maybe in a lot of ways. I'm sure there's a lot of probably sci-fi fans who would, would scream in anger at that, and you know, it's all about the idea and the concept, and you know, the what if of it all. But that that is probably something that would be difficult to extrapolate from a computer, you know, by a computer, I should say. Right. Is yeah, like this is what it looks like, <laughs> you know, them trying to you know come up with a a concept, a clear premise. Yeah, I think it, it that's where it failed, I guess. Yeah. You know? Well, and and I would assume I shouldn't assume, but but I I did. Anyway, I would assume that it's it's sort of looking at all these and finding the common ground and that's where it's kind of picking its stuff out. Like how you know, if this has more of this than that, I'm going to take this. Um right. and so really yeah, the thing it really would have in common is here are these characters they have these interpersonal relationships and you know i don't know that uh that was it was very interesting and, and even and there's one line that i don't know whether i should i should laugh at it for being absurd or that i actually really love it but it, it was that thing like he looks at me and throws me out of his eyes yeah i was kind of like man that's kind I of mean, a good line <laughs> yeah there's a couple lines that um yeah, that like on their own or in a, in any kind of context, 
that was was in some way logical yeah would be great lines but yeah in that in that world it just yeah it doesn't make any sense yeah well i have some interesting news that i just came across it's in the world of tv here what got me excited is is basically the headline is Dwight Yoakam to reunite with Billy Bob Thornton on an Amazon series called Goliath. What? And I'm seeing now, yeah, that this is, is written by David E. Kelly. And, man, I love Sling Blade. So good. Yeah. And I, Dwight Yoakam, even in, like, you know, Panic Room, I think he's kind of the standout yeah. in that movie. I mean, he's such an interesting uh, actor in, in the few things that I've seen him in. I'm excited about this. Um no, I, I love those two guys. Uh, I'm excited to see that. I had no idea that's what's happening. Man, I, I, I wonder if, if Billy will direct some of them because it's been a while since I've seen a movie of his and certainly would love to see, you know, be it TV or anything, just see him kind of hit another home run like Sling Blade. He's, got, he's, got, he's got some juice. Got some chops for sure. I read All the Pretty Horses recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember watching the movie a long time ago and not liking the movie, but now I can't even picture a single moment from the entire movie. And having read the book now, I'm kind of like, could that have been bad or was I just like in a bad place? Because it feels yeah. like every part of that should have matched up beautifully. Yeah, you know, that was adapted by Ted Talley, who did Sonic yeah. and Lambs. And, um, Obviously a very good cast. I think that just popped up on Netflix or Amazon, one of the two, within oh, the past month. I'm going to And I was, I was kind of the same way. I was like, oh, I should watch that again. Because, um, yeah, all the people involved. Yeah. It's obviously some A-list talents, especially at that time. Yeah, no um, kidding. But, yeah, I don't remember it being something that I loved by any means. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how much it was changed from the book. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and maybe that... Maybe somehow it went astray because I mean the book was, I uh, was wonderful to read. I, I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to go check that out again. I have some more fantastic news, Sean. Oh, good. In the world's finest movie franchise, mm-hmm. which is Fast and Furious. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Sharknado. Sorry. Okay. Not yet. I mean, they're only like three or four <laughs> deep, right? I don't even know. <laughs> this franchise has proven itself seven times over, okay? And it's about to do number eight. And I'll tell you why, Sean, because Helen Mirren has now joined Fast and Furious 8. I didn't think I could be more excited. I think she's sort of replacing Paul Walker, but that's a rumor. So I have no idea if that's actually true. I can't wait to see her in a Scion. Yeah, yeah. my heart's racing oh, already. <laughs> if, if she's actually driving a car, oh, yeah. nothing will make me happier. Please, she's got please. To. Yeah. Whoever's... Yeah, if they just throw her in there as sort of like the Money Penny character. Oh, yeah, um, no, no, yeah. yeah. Even, even, like, even if she's like a high-ranking government official who pulls them in and blah, 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 and she's like, they have funny scenes with her and The Rock. I don't want any of that. I want her in a car. I, I, I want a Helen Mirren car chase so bad. Yeah. Okay. Let's just do a brief talk about the movies that are opening this weekend. Okay. Uh, this July 1st weekend. Yeah, July. Uh, oh, my gosh. First up, the big one, the one everyone's talking about, The Purge, Election Year. I don't 
know that that is the case, Craig. Mm-hmm. And I think what it's what's so great about it is, and I'm, I haven't seen any of the purges yet. This is a weird mm-hmm. thing to say, but I haven't seen any of the purge movies. I really want to. They've been mm-hmm. out for like twenty years now. I don't know why I haven't seen one because uh, it's an, it's an interesting premise to me as a horror fan. I agree. I agree. As a non-horror fan, it's an interesting premise. And just the title of this one makes me want to really start watching these. Just the fact that they've made one for election year and it's now... They've got the great poster that has a a sticker with an American flag that says, I purged. (laughs) Genius. Oh, man. You purgers. I can't wait to partake in your movies. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, The next one, I just watched a trailer for this the other day. And I feel like no one's talking about this, but it feels like a really big movie. And I don't know why. I don't know. It, it looks like a movie that could be huge and, and wonderful. Uh, the Legend of Tarzan. Yeah, you know, that's an, it's an interesting one. I, I've definitely heard from several people who have read some of the Tarzan books from years and years ago. Yeah. And that they're, they're really, really good and really, really strong. And, you know, he gets involved with the British military and all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. it's not just completely jungle-bound. And so I'm wondering if this is going to be a bit more in that vein, or at least hoping to launch the type of movie that, will, that could go into those territories. Right. Because, yeah, it, it, like, it's, it's hard in a world of superheroes to get excited about Oh, some dude in a loincloth swinging on vines. Like, it just a doesn't little bit. carry... You know, it doesn't quite carry the same awe factor. Sure. I guess my the main thing for me, besides the fact that it moves, just the trailer sort of moves in a nice way, and it just feels like... It feels like there's something there. But it's also... it's it, Honestly, it's just a change of setting. Yeah. That I think is, is interesting. Like, they, And it really feels like they're really using it. Um, and so, I well, mean, if it's... If it's if it's even a little bit good, it could be really interesting. So, well, you know, it's got Margot Robbie. It's got apparently Samuel Jackson, Christoph Waltz are in this, so I didn't realize. But directed by David Yates, who did some of you know, I don't know if you've seen all these Harry Potter movies, but he did some. Oh yeah, great, great work on the Harry Potter. Yeah, there's really not a a big slouch here to be had. No, and is it possible that he? It looks like he also directed the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find the movie that's coming out this summer as well, which, that holy would make cow, sense. that's a huge, oh, that's coming out in November, but what a year for him. Yeah, no kidding. Even if this one tanks, he's still golden. Oh, man. Yeah. Th- that's how you do it right there. Okay, you know what? Actually, yeah, he has me interested in seeing this movie, so yeah, we, we... we'll go together. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, probably the big, the big, uh, uh, I don't know, Gun. big elephant. The biggest movie of the weekend would be probably the BFG, directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Melissa Matheson, from a book by Roald Dahl. It feels like this could be incredible. Um, we recently read the BFG to my kids, and as most Roald Dahl books are it kind of feels like a weird rambly thing that he just wrote in an afternoon mm-hmm. but it's it's you know very fun a lot of very playful i'm really interested to see how they adapted this to a movie uh sean what do you think about it obviously excited um I, i've not read that book and it was not one that i was really familiar with even though you know it was a huge like james and the giant peach was my book yeah, as yeah. a kid for sure i loved that one 
And, you know, very obviously, like, Spielberg is a reason to go alone. Mullet of the Mass isn't great. Um, you got Mark Rylance, who yeah. did the motion capture, I think, of the giant. Mm-hmm. He just won an Oscar for Bridge of Spies. You've got Jermaine Clement and Bill Hader, who are involved. Love both of those guys. So it feels like it should win, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like there's no reason this should be bad. I think the early reviews have been really good. And um, I think it, it'll just be a question of, you know, whether people go see this. And yeah. you know, that sometimes it's hard to predict those movies that are for kids that are not obviously for kids. And this one feels like it's not completely obviously for kids, um, which may- I'm happy about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, you know, the trailer I, I scared my little kids. kids. I can say that. Yeah, I was gonna say little kids. Yeah. You know, um, and there are bits of it that are very dark. I mean, as Roald Dahl does. Yeah. I mean, there are parts of this story if if they keep them that are just, it's a very scary situation, but it's great. Well, I don't want to be the, the guys that do this every every time we talk about movies coming out because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I don't care. Right. But who do you think is gonna take? Who comes out on top that week? And keep in mind, this is a week after the Independence Day sequel is out. Yeah. Um, you got Free State of Jones and Matthew McConaughey Civil War thing, which I, I don't expect will, will necessarily blow away any of these movies. No. Money-wise. But it, is there a world where you see Tarzan coming out ahead of BFG, or you think no chance? I think no chance. I think what's probably okay. going to happen is, you know, Finding Dory comes out two weeks before. Yeah. So that's going to prime the pumps. That's going to make tons of money. And then it's going to be, hey, kids, guess what? It's a BFG. I, I don't think, I think Tarzan's going to have a hard battle there. A hard battle. I'll be interested to kind of see how they advertise it. Um, how they kind of position it beyond being sort of a period superhero movie. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's, I it's tough, I feel like, to like get... Planet, the Planet of the Apes crowd. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who is Smart. it? You know, you're, you've got the purge on the other end, which not a lot of yeah. people, not everybody wants to see, you know? Right. Like, that's going to be a little too dark for people. So maybe they will. I mean, action movie people who are tired of taking their kids to their kid movies, they can go see Legend of Tarzan. I'll be interested to see. I, I hope it does well. Yeah, I don't know. I think if if Independence Day is not a complete stinker, I would say it's BFG, Independence Day, Tarzan, Purge. Yeah. Box office-wise. We'll see. We shall see, and so shall all of you out there in Radioland. One other thing that lastly is coming out that week apparently is a documentary called Roseanne for President, uh, which is about Roseanne Barr's 2012 quote-unquote run. So, yeah, let's go watch that. Interesting. Interesting. Also, I just watched the trailer for the De Palma movie, which oh, I can't wait I'm that. very, very excited about. I would mm-hmm. watch just about anything by him or about him. So, if you're looking for your audience, Brian De Palma industry, you found it. <laughs> I think it's a larger audience than, than just you. And, uh, well... Um, that's, yeah, I've already seen some some good things about that that doc. Yeah, and yeah, I can't wait to check that one out. Absolutely. Well. All right, Sean. Well, that's all I've got. What about you? Uh, me as well. And so I think we'll wrap this one up here, and we'll be back next time with another meteor episode mm. to talk about your favorite movies that we never heard of. 
And come say hello on Facebook or Instagram or one of these other places. And uh, as always, it would be nice if you subscribed on iTunes. Absolutely. But if you don't, we don't care. It's okay. We're not <laughs> going to be mad at you. That's yeah, we true. Don't care. No, we do care, but okay. it's, it's, it's nice, but you don't got to. It is. Um, yeah, until next time, enjoyed it. Enjoy. Enjoy your lives. Enjoy your lives.